When we are born, God Almighty has imparted with us a soul, a neshama. That is our essence. It's a part of God that is put into our physical body and brought us to this world and keeps us alive in this world. We did not have a choice by it. When we were born, and we were born to a Jewish mother, we automatically received this godly soul that's within us. Now the journey has begun at birth, and it goes through the whole journey until our passing. The Torah, the Ten Commandments, with the 613 mitzvot precepts that are written in the Torah, teaches us how to live a Jewish life. Some of us were fortunate to grow up in a Jewish home. Our parents knew the Jewish traditions and kept a Jewish home, gave us a Jewish education, and we grew up knowing what it means to live like a Jew. But there's others who have suffered from assimilation where for whatever reason, the knowledge and the experience has not been transferred over from generation to generation, but with the only knowledge that you are a Jew, which is a great gift to know that you are a Jew, that you were born a Jew. Now, even though you may have not been educated in Judaism, but the mere fact that you know that you are a Jew is a gift from God that you are connected with God Almighty, with the divine, with the omnipotent in a very special way. And it is important for you to value that relationship because you are as holy as Moses. You are as holy as every and any other Jew, just by the mere fact that you are Jewish. It has nothing to do with the level of observance or knowledge, but the fact that you are born a Jew means that you are Jewish and you need to do whatever you can to cherish that heritage. But most importantly is as well to appreciate and understand there are fundamental guidelines of what it means to live like a Jew and to die like a Jew. When a person passes away on the tombstone, there's the birth date and the passing date and a line in between. Our whole life is in that line from birth to death. The question is, what is in that line? And that is for us that we are still amongst the living, that we can make the difference. It is important to know to live like a Jew is to do whatever you can to study and learn about Judaism. But even if you have not succeeded in that, when the end of life nears, it is imperative that you understand and you realize the choices you need to make and to let your family know what your wishes are. Because many of us do not know how to die like a Jew. So I would like to share with you some thoughts 
that perhaps can help you understand and appreciate who you are and your journey. And when the journey nears its end, to know what is the right thing to do to die as a Jew. The body that God gives to us is on loan from God. It is not ours. We don't actually have a say about our body. God gives life and takes life away. And in between, He gives it to us, our body, on loan. God created us from the earth. The very first human being, Adam, was created from earth. The word earth is Adam, Adama. That's where Adam comes from. It's Adama means earth. And when our life finishes, our body needs to be returned to its creator. And that is in the earth. That is the way you die like a Jew, is to be buried in the ground in a traditional way. For 3,300 years, that is how Jewish people have died and been buried. Unfortunately, many people do not realize that cremation is the antithesis to anything Jewish. It is actually considered a terrible crime to one's body to cremate it. Rather, returning the body back to its creator the same way it came. And that is the law about being buried as a Jew. To realize and appreciate the sacredness of the body. We have been taught that the body is actually a sanctuary. Just like a sanctuary in a temple that houses the Holy Torah scroll. The same thing, the body that houses the soul from God. That makes the body into a holy sanctuary. And when the sanctuary is finished with its mission, it needs to be returned to the Creator the way the Creator said He wants it. And that is burial in the ground only. Especially in our generation, that we are just decades away from the horrible Holocaust, with six million of our brothers and sisters were cremated in the crematorium. How can we allow another Jew to be cremated after that? But many people do not know that cremation is against Torah law. As a matter of fact, our sages have taught us that only a person that has been buried in the ground the way the Torah wants it, does the body rest a peace and Shiva can be observed and the Kaddish prayer can be recited. When a person is cremated, there is no Shiva, there is no rest for the soul and the body. And that is why I want to share with you to reconsider and to understand how important it is to put in your will, to put into your trust, that the last thing that you want in life is to leave this world as a Jew, to make the provisions so that you can be buried as a Jewish person. This is not only a great mitzvah, 
but it is also a great responsibility to show God how grateful and thankful we are for the gift that God has given us, given us a body for our span of our life. When we realize and recognize that our bodies is a holy sanctuary, we do not want to desecrate it. We want to honor it. And when you have a kosher Jewish burial in a kosher Jewish cemetery, you are going to be resting in peace and internal peace and realizing that at the end of your journey, you ended it like a proud Jew. And that counts for everything. No matter what you have been through in life, no matter what your journey is, finish it off in the most appropriate and proper way. In Judaism, there is a concept that's called chesed shel emes, which means the truest of kindness. And that is helping to bury people. Over my 40 years of being a rabbi of a congregation, I have been involved in so many funerals, sadly. And many of times where people did not know that cremation is against Jewish law. And they were able to change it and to give themselves the opportunity to be buried according to Jewish law. I've had many times where parents did not make the provisions ahead of time. And you have siblings, children. One is a little more traditional than the other. And one wants to do cremation, and the other one wants burial. It's such a difficult time, such a difficult quandrum for a family to have to deal with. Rather, if it's prepared ahead of time, if you make it very clear in your life estate that this is your wishes, you wish to be buried like a Jew, you would bring such relief to the survivors that there's clarity that they would not have to they have any disagreement with this. You're talking about a mitzvah, your final mitzvah for your final journey. On the gravestone, there are five letters. It's an acronym. Those five letters mean, may the soul be bond in the bond of eternal life. And this is eternal life. A cemetery in Hebrew, has several translations. One means Bet HaKvarot, a graveyard. Another is Bet Olam, house of eternity. The other name is Bet HaChayim, a place of life. So how does a place like that have three different names? And the answer is, it's up to the family. When you bury someone, you have a choice. Are you just burying them, doing the act of bury, and they are buried there, a physical burial? Or is it betolam, that you're bringing them to eternal rest, that you're doing justice to them by not just burying them, but burying them, and carrying on their legacy for eternity. And then you have the name Beit Chaim, 
the house of life. How could this be a place of life if this place of death? The answer is our forefather Jacob, the father of the 12 tribes. When he passed away, he gathered together all of his children and he told them that he's going to pass away. But interestingly, it doesn't actually say in the Bible that he died. But yet, there was a funeral. He was embalmed. There's a funeral as recorded in the Bible, but doesn't say he died. So the sages explained something so beautiful and saying, true, Jacob did not die. What does that mean? He didn't die. There's a funeral. There's a burial. He said, as long as his children are alive, he remains alive. The cemetery is not the place where the person dies and is forgotten. The cemetery is a place where we are returning the holy body, the sacred body back to its creator. But the person lives on. The person is alive, will remain alive as long as we, his descendants, carry on his legacy and her, her legacy and live the life and continue on the family tree from generation to generation. That is when it becomes a place of life. So certainly, let's embrace every day as a gift from God. Every day we are alive, every day we can still make a difference. We pray to God to keep death far away from us. Someone once told me they're not scared of dying, they just don't want to be there when it happens. Our life is not about thinking about death. Our life is about thinking about life and living every day to its fullest. At the same time, have foresight and being able to be prepared so that justice will be done for you in this world and in the world to come. Our sages tell us that when we prepare for the afterlife in life, we extend our days in this world. So preparing your will, preparing your trust is actually a blessing and an omen for long life. And we know in Judaism, we are taught that the dead will become alive when the Mashiach comes. And we know it's getting very close to that time with the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days. Amen. God bless you. God loves you.